We can't run away from these type of economic cycles. They happen. It's, it's a prerequisite of living not only in America, but being a citizen of wherever you're from. But especially in America where it is often looked at as something so exquisite, but yet the perceived value is high, but the actual value is less than what we truly know it is. A lot of times we hear the old saying, the money ain't worth the papers printed on. But what I say is try to live your life without the money. So when the data comes out and says that more than half of America right now is at least two bills behind, we saying, not me, the whole while it is you. When it said the household debt America is at an all-time high at 1.7 trillion, we saying, not me, but in reality, we know it is you. But it says the average household doesn't have $10,000 invested. A lot of people saying, not me, but the whole while, it is you. What's good, what's good, what's good, man? It's your boy, The Wall Street Trapper, man. Welcome to another episode of Trapping Tuesday, man. Episode 68, Jose. Man, listen, I'm excited. Uh, as we get into it tonight, man, listen, we got a lot to talk about tonight. We talking about how Tesla got another one under their belt. Like, this is... Yo, we be talking about Elon, bro, but this dude really be on his, he like, he on some, if a nickel bag gets sold in the park, I want in. And I think everybody understanding this at this point. Like, we can talk all that talk we want about, like, Tesla ain't the number one, but what we don't see him doing is he's switching from just being, he understand the landscape. That's the dope part about being a great business owner is your ability to see the landscape. He like, you know what? There's only going to be so long that I could be the number one car. I understand that competition is going to heat up. I'm cool with that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to set the tone and make everybody now have to use my charging station. Right? And now what that is, so he pivoting. Like, I'm going to still do what I got to do. Like, things is rough in China. All right, so be it. I'm going to come up. And what this does is this buy me some more years to create another car, to create another concept, to put another piece of product, <laughs> put some more product on the block. Because the one thing we know about business is business is a competitive sport. There's no feelings in business. Ask Blockbuster. I don't know if y'all had K&B, but we had K&B in New Orleans. Right? Ask, ask Kmart. Circuit City. Right? Ask them. Toys R Us. Ask them what Amazon did them. Right? The ability to innovate and understand the landscape. So he, under, he understanding the landscape. Yep, I'm still miles ahead of everybody else, but guess what? That mileage shrinks as time goes on. And so what does he do? He pivots. Ask Netflix what they did. They understand the landscape. Everybody was coming in the streaming game. They say, you know what? Guess what? I got a plan. We're not only gonna base this off subscribers, we're gonna base this off profitability. Let's tell the people how much money you using for all those subscribers. You got Disney? Speaking of Disney, we're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about Disney. We're going to talk about Hulu. We're going to talk about Comcast and that major move that's happening. Jose, we got a lot to talk about tonight, man. So listen, before we get into episode 68 of Trapping Tuesday, man, do me a favor. Like and subscribe to the channel. Let's get the likes up right quick, man. You dig? Let's get the likes up. Let's get the notifications on Jose. We at 74 thousand subscribers so that means we got two months bro we got two months to get to a hundred thousand and i only can do that with you all man so listen tell everybody you know get in the group chat also i want to announce tonight that we're going to have a special thanksgiving edition listen 
we came up with a dope idea. Now, I ain't gonna lie, at first I had a crazy idea. I was like, let's stick my hand in the turkey, let's pull out the topics. Jose was like, bruh, that ain't gonna work. Dave told me, trap, even, even, even the Latinos ain't gonna like that one. George told me, you're out of your mind. Brandon said, Brandon is conservative. Even, so when B get uncomfortable about a topic, you know that it probably is not a good idea. Tudor was like, hey, bro, I'm with whatever. You know, that's my dog. He going to ride or die. Whatever I'm with, he with. Even if I'm wrong, he like, bro, we in it. Tudor, like, you put your hand in, I'm putting my hand in. Like, we pull it all together. I'm like, all right, let's ride. You feel me? So, you know, we had different opinion, and me, me and Tudor got voted out. So that wasn't the, the, the sticking your hand in a turkey to come up with the idea wasn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't. <laughs> Jose said it might go viral for all, the, for all the wrong reasons. So, and we not a believer of all attention is good attention. We not a believer that over here. So I wish I could say, uh, like we had to scratch that and then the thing go like something like that would be real cool. Anyway, we're talking about all this money that Warren Buffett got that don't make no god doggone sense, right? Is Cash King again? Maybe, maybe not. But here's what we do know. We're going to talk about tonight on Trapping Tuesday. So listen, man, get your pen, get your pad. I want you to know each and every week, I will go with Trapping Tuesdays to help you build a legacy, help you to navigate through this market easy and effortless, but most importantly, help you to build wealth one share at a time. So before we get started tonight, man, I want to tell you, I love you. I appreciate y'all. Tuesday, turn that beat up a little bit. Let's get going. I like that, Tudor. Mmm. Ah. Bring it down, bring it down. I like that. I like that. Man, listen, I want us to understand that these times are so, 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 so pivotal. It is in these times we're seeing businesses go bankrupt. We're seeing people. Oh, man. As I look at the data, I understand that no matter what you see on Instagram, no matter what people are, what facade people are painting, I want you to understand that economically, a lot of people are on hardships. And the reason why people are on such hardships is because we're not understanding that it is in these times where we have to prepare to be great. We can't run away from these type of economic cycles. They happen. It's, it's a prerequisite of living not only in America, but being a citizen of wherever you're from. But especially in America where money is, it is often looked at as something so exquisite. But yet the perceived value is high, but the actual value is less than what we truly know it is. A lot of times we hear the, the old saying, the money ain't worth the papers printed on. But what I say is try to live your life without the money. You can't worship the money, but yet it is necessary. Les Brown said that money is like oxygen. It's up there with oxygen. Like, you don't see it, but try to live without it, and you're going to turn blue in the face. So I get it and I understand. So my goal is to help us not, help us, Help us peel back the layers so we get the money situations out so we can live more fruitful and healthier lives. Because once we get rid of the money problems, now we can deal with the other issues that we truly have. 
Self-love, family love, companionship, mental health, spiritual health, emotional health. It's the same reason why during the pandemic, so many people realized that the person they were with, they didn't like them. Why is that? Because we spent so much time ripping and running and we part-time spent time in our house, in our homes. And the pandemic forced us to deal with issues that we truly tried to run away from. It's the same reason why most people right now will spend money and not look at their bank account. Because harsh truths are often hard to swallow or just hard to face. Well, that's what Trapping Tools is here for. I want us to stand in those harsh truths because standing those harsh truths are the only way we heal and make progress. It's kind of like your partner who's a rapper. Every day you see him rap, you see him rhyme, and he asks you how the rap goes, but because it's your friend, you want to tell him that he's trash. You don't want to seem like a hater. You don't want to kill his dreams. But the reality is you should tell him that he needs a lot of improvement. The reality is you should tell him he's better so that he can make do one or two things. He or she can get better or he or she can move on. There's healing in truth. We live in a society where having the facade like I'm wealthy, having a facade like I'm rich, having a side facade like I'm prosperous, having a facade like I got it all together puts pressure on two people. First, a group of people who are putting on a facade. Now, every day they have to go out of their way to live that life or put on that facade and two, the people who are looking at the person putting on a facade not even realizing that they're actually doing better than they think they are, but because the measuring stick of what they're looking at is being diluted. I know it sounds like trap is talking, but I truly want us to live better, healthier financial lives. And the only way to do that is to strip it down bare naked Look at it for what it is and make the proper adjustments. It is during these economic times that I truly understand that most people won't make the adjustments. And because you won't make the adjustments, you are committing financial suicide. We're not taking what's going on in the world serious. So when the data comes out and says that more than half of America right now is at least two bills behind. We saying not me the whole while it is you. When it said the household debt America is at an all time high at 1.7 trillion. We saying not me, but in reality, we know it is you. It says the average household doesn't have $10,000 invested. A lot of people saying, not me, but the whole while, it is you. It is you. And not being one to criticize because we've all been in the financial hall place. Or I like to say we've been in the financial wilderness before. Understanding what it takes to come out of that. And that is the financial hard truth which is the name of today's episode. 
in order for us to truly progress, in order for us to truly build wealth, it's not faking like we something we not. It's realizing truly what we are so that we can make the progress that's needed. And there's no better time than now. Which is why tonight we're going to talk about companies like Burger King going all digital. Guess how many jobs that's going to take away? Because once one company does it, guess what happened? It's a copycat world. Every company does it. So while people are saying AI won't take your job, yes, it will. It'll replace you. And it'll give jobs to other people. But guess what? The average person in America isn't going to school to learn how to work AI. So does it give job to the younger generation? Cool. Yep, it sure does. But let's talk about who that generation is that will get access to that college. Because guess what? The hoods where I come from, it's hard to even get out of high school. Investing is your hope. Investing is your savior. And let me put that in context. The savior of your soul is God. I'm saying your financial savior. Learning how to invest your money, learning how to earn money, learning how to make that money work for you. That is better than any AI. That will be better than any job that will help you maximize your life and create opportunity. Your portfolios and your assets should be the cathedral of your financial hope. That's what it should be. You should be able to find solace in knowing that financially you are in a great place. Maybe not where you want to be, but truly in a safe enough space to know that while everyone else is in the wilderness, you at least have access to water. I need us to know that. Because like the Israelites, most people are making an 11-day journey take 40 years only because we don't want to heal our financial wounds there's a truth that's happening and I know that it's hard I know that Instagram I know that social media makes it hard but the way to get to where you gotta go at is you gotta do it hard hard financial truths Episode 68 of Trapping Tuesday. Jose, let's get to it, man. Woo! I like it, I like it, I like it, man. Let's get to it, y'all. So, listen, let's start off. Y'all know how we start up. you new here. Man, come have a seat at the table. If you've been trapping with us for a long time, if you, you know you family at this point. You know we keep the leftovers for y'all, right? We keep the leftovers. You always got to see that. Welcome home. Welcome home. That's what we want to start. We want to start off with saying, man, welcome home. And I want y'all to understand something. I truly appreciate the fact that you have allowed us to come into your home and be a part of everything you're doing. If, if, if this show has helped you and if this show is worthy of you looking at it, man, I just ask you to take one more step and get the likes up for me. That's all. If we're worthy enough for you to take the game and apply it, if we're worthy enough for you to tune into us every week, man, we are worthy enough for you to take one second 
and get that like up. Hit that notification bell and share it to your people. That's all we ask. I know we worthy of that. Let's go, man. If you're new here, we got a pledge. We got a, we got a uh, alma mater. I guess that's what it is. You know? You know, it's, a, it's, it's called our trapper mantra. It's what we live by. Let's get to it, man. If you don't know it, act like you know it. You know, the, the church say, if you can't find it, we, we in Luke 5 and 7. If you can't find it, just look in Leviticus and act like you know. <laughs> you feel me? If we in Matthew 3.16 and you can't get there in time, just go to Mark. The M's going to align. Just act like you know it. Lip service. You'll get it. Let's go, man. I am a certified Wall Street trapper. I'm confident in my ability to make great investments. The stock market is a machine that prints money, and I am more than capable of operating this machine. Not only will I free myself, but my family will eat for a lifetime based on the information I apply today. I'm a money maker and a wealth builder. Today, I break all chains that anchor me to that poverty mindset. My ancestors will smile now because I've turned our last name into an asset. My family's purchasing power will increase indefinitely. Today, I make the declaration that no longer will I be a slave to money. No longer will a generation behind me inherit lack. No longer will I sell my time mm, for money. I am first-generation millionaire. I am the architect of my family's legacy. I am a certified Wall Street trapper, and Wall Street looks like us now. Let's go, man. Hey, let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. Ah, let's get to it. Let's get to it. So, man, tonight I want to do something a little different, man. Like, there's some things I want to talk about so y'all know about the, uh, you know, the heat check. We do that tonight. I want to do something a little different. Dave, let's go straight to our, nope, let's go straight to our recession portfolio right quick. Definitely. Just want y'all to see this, man, so y'all can understand what we got going on. So y'all know we got the buy and hold up. Y'all know, you know, y'all know we got in the buy and hold, man. You know, stock market went up for like seven days, man, in a row. Today we had a lot of mixed things going on. We understand it. So y'all see the holders, man, the VTRX. I promise y'all, I'm getting rid of Crocs, man. I got it. I don't know. I might hold on to it. You know, it's coming to the end of the year, so you know that. Got to do that tax loss harvesting. So I got to figure out what I'm getting rid of. Uh, TPA's been all right, man. We understand that the market, you know, is just beating up on real estate. But we good there. Y'all see Eli Lilly. Y'all know that's the baby. Y'all see that's the baby. Uh, NVIDIA, Facebook. Y'all, listen, y'all see. Y'all see. Now, check this out. If you're in a Patreon, you get the opportunity to get in these plays as I get into them. Now, y'all know. Coming into next year, at least six or seven of these got to go. I like to start from scratch. So I want y'all to, you know, 
And y'all know when I get in a play, I'm going to take about two, three weeks before I expose it to the squad, to everybody else. So if you're in a Patreon, definitely shout out to my Patreon members. Let's go. I see y'all. Y'all, y'all been, them, them things been green. We've been printing that money. Y'all been cashing out. Y'all been hitting me like trap. I, I appreciate it. So shout out to the Patreon members, man. We've been getting to it. We had a rough month or two, you know. But guess what? Man, we still here. We fighting. We scratching. Scratch. That tail shaking. No Mike Vic. No Mike Vic. No Mike Vic. No Mike Vic. No dogs were home. No animals were home to making that statement. Right? No, nobody was home to making that statement. We love uh, Peter. That's the name of it? Peter. We Listen, we good. It's cotton. No, I don't. I'm all right. I go a little further there. Go to the, to, the, to, the, to the options. All right, boom. And we go. Y'all see what we doing. Listen, it, listen, it don't matter. It don't matter what happened. Don't matter what happened. You see it. You, it don't matter what happened. We, here's, what I, here's what I want people to know. Patreon members, like I put a thing in the Patreon the other day. Now, I will say this. Patreon members got a little mad at me and they DM'd me, right? And, I, and it wouldn't be right. I get it. Like my goal is to always look out for my people, right? But they was like, Trap, check this out. Like, I know you looking out for us, but when, when you got in that NVIDIA play, when NVIDIA hit 397, bro, like, I don't care how risky you think it was, bro, you should have put me in. And I was like, bro, like, so the first, the first person hit me up, I was like, hey, check this out. They was like, listen, you know, let us make the decision, Trap. Like, we believe in you. You done made us a lot of money. I'm up five figures, you know, since I've been in the Patreon. Shout out to you. You're like, yep, I took a little L on the first AVGO play. I ain't tripping on that. You, you told us what the, what we love about it is you, you, you let us know your mindset behind certain plays. And a lot of people don't do that. You ain't just telling us, you letting us know the mindset behind it. So listen, bro, moving forward, let us know, bro. Let us make the decision. If we won't get in it, we in it. If we don't, we don't. You did your part. And I was like, nah, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. You tripping. You just saying that because the thing running right now. But if it don't go that way, you're going to be, I don't know nothing. I, you ain't shit, Trap. My bad. Excuse me, Jose. My bad. Yeah, you ain't shit. I don't know what he talking about. So I was like, nah, I ain't doing that. You tripping. But then three more people hit me with similar messages. I don't know if they're in a group chat or what. They're in a group chat together or something, B. You hear me? But all of them had almost identical messages. I think they copy and paste each other, Jose. So I think they think they might be in the same area or something. They were like, let's just bombard track. So, so t- I made a couple plays and I just, I said, listen, y'all right. I told y'all I'm going to be transparent with y'all. I told y'all, well, where my Patreon people at? Let me see. Let me see y'all. If you, if you printed some money in the Patreon, let me just, let me see the, what we going to tell them? We're going to see fire. Oh, we want to see the trap house. We want to see fire because your portfolio smoking. So they hit me and it was like, trap, listen, bro. Like, the, and the NVIDIA thing is crazy because, look, the NVIDIA play I'm in, the one that I got at 397, the thing is up 60%. <laughs> it's up 60%. So I get why the anger is in the air. I got why I was in the air. So I put the last two plays I put in. Uh, I put in some plays Monday. 
uh, put in some players' money yesterday, and I let them see what it was. Um, and here's my thing. Like, I'm not, truly, I'm not truly convinced that the market is just about to be bullish. I understand that this could be a bear market rally. I understand that, right? But I like to take advantage, and because now I've just I've adjusted my perspective, right? Like, I ain't trying to get 100% like I was in the other plays. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't, that ain't my aim no more. So if we can bang out 30, 40, 50% cash out, I'm all right. I ain't mad. Sell us on a position, we good, right? There's never been a bad day to take profit. So that was me actually adjusting my vision for what we doing. So here's, here's the play. So I put the two plays in that I just did recently, gave my idea behind why I did the play, and we're going to let it bang out. So definitely, man, come join the Patreon, man. Come be a part of what we're doing over here, you know. Um, and I'll just break it down for him right quick, Jose. I know you, we, we short for time. Well, we're not short for time, but, you know, we won't be on. I don't need two to put the thing up talking about speed up and all that. You feel me? So I'll just break the Patreon down right quick. Uh, the first tier is $7.99, $7.99. That's just a bless the trap. That's just a say trap, man. I appreciate what you're doing, bro. Love. The next one is $14.99. That's called a, uh, what that's called? Lottery pick. So lottery pick, you just get two lottery picks a week. The two lottery picks are not option plays. The two lottery picks are actually two companies during the week that I've, they've already on my watch list. I've already researched them. I tell you the price. I tell you the stock. I tell you when I will buy them, and I give you a couple options. Uh, the next one is the triple bean team. You get those two plays, plus you get any option plays that I do. The top tier is the masses of the triple bean, where you get those two lottery picks. You get any Option plays I do, plus you get the triple beam, which is a discount cash flow calculator where you can put the prices in and it'll tell you whether to buy, sell, and tell you what price you can buy the stock at. Plus you get one Zoom call a month and you get uh, a 10 stock checklist every quarter of 10 stocks. Now, sometimes on a 10 stock checklist, you may have four or five companies that I put on a one before. You know, I'll switch it up a little bit, but a great company is a great company, so... That's what you get. Plus, if you in there, you get any, you know, you can DM me and I and I and I answer. So we definitely want come join the team, man. Listen, if they, and they can ask you if they're in a triple bean team or if they're in a like I answer their questions. I go in the DM and I answer their questions. I get in the group and I answer their questions. That's it. And you get, and if you're in a triple beam, master the triple beam. You get the 1-800-Trapper hotline where we answer four of those a week. It well, three or four of those a week. You know what I'm saying? Roughly three or four of those videos a week. And then I'll go in a group and then answer uh, whatever they put up. So definitely, man, come join the Patreon. Um, I, I believe that it's a group like no other. Because I'm not just putting stuff in there. There's a mindset. There's an idea behind what we're doing. And I'm about to say that. But listen. Also, we got my Travers Anonymous family. And I'm glad you said that, Jose, because people always ask me, like, what's the difference? So Travers Anonymous, I'm not going to lie. That's my family, right? And what we do in Travers Anonymous is it's more of learning the fundamental game. Like, so in Travers Anonymous, if you truly want to learn how to fundamentally invest, like, from how to break down a company, uh, so we do that every Sunday. It's called uh, Live from the Kitchen. Every Sunday, we breaking down stocks three, three anywhere between two to three, two to four presentations every Sunday um, from different trappers where they breaking it down. You can ask some questions on a breakdown. I even ask some questions sometimes. 
Then we got Moot Monday. All my people in Travels Anonymous, let me see the houses in the chat. You dig? Okay. I see y'all. Okay. Okay, Felix. I see you. Okay, I see y'all. I see y'all. I see the Travers in the... Let's go, Travers. <laughs> Travers in the field. Let's go, Travers. I see y'all. Dolls, I see you. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, the trap. Listen, Jose, you be playing. The trappers be in here. They, they, Jose, stop playing. Let's go. So shout out to my trappers and trappers anonymous, man. From Moat Monday, we we look at stocks that have moats in them. Um, and we rate them. Ticket Tuesday, I put in a stock in there because I feel like trappers have a hard time finding companies. And they be like, Trap, where the hell you be finding these companies from? So I put the ticket somewhere and you look at it. Then we got Wild Out Wednesday. Uh, that's when one of the lieutenants take you on a journey on looking at a stock. Y'all break it down together. We got ETF Thursday where I break down the ETFs. We got Drip Friday where we look at all dividend stocks. And we got uh, Study the Great Saturday. And then we got tickets. I mean, then we got, you know, Live from the Kitchen on Sunday. So definitely, man, we got multiple communities for you to come be a part of. And we also, I think probably by the end of the year or by the beginning of the new year, Jose, we'll have a collaboration where you can get for one price for the year, you can get both of them. And you'll probably get you'll probably get a month free in the Patreon, but it'll be the top tier, right, Jose? It'll be Master the Triple Beam, yep. and you'll get eight weeks free in Trappers Anonymous. So that way you can play both sides of the field. Listen, ain't nothing wrong with playing both sides of the field. You feel me? So anyway, here's the recession portfolio, man. Y'all see what we doing, man. You know, I'm going to get to this content, man. It's a hell of a show today. All right, Dave, let's rock, baby. All right, let's get to it, man. So watch this, man. Disney is kicking cash to catch up to Netflix. So watch this. So this is crazy. So I talked about this earlier. We talked about how Netflix is actually changing the game. Like, they're spending more money on content. The Netflix stock is actually up this year. Like, it's going, it's doing amazing. The stock was down because of the writer strike, but they definitely, they definitely have been on a different wave than everybody else. One, Netflix is the only profitable streaming business in the world. The only profitable one, right? So everybody else is just negative. And I remember Reed Hastings was having a hard time because at one point in time, subscribers was the main metric. It was the main metric. Now, it's still a metric that's being used, but here's, the, here's what happens. And, th- and this was good. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, Jose. I like businesses that are run by founders. I like businesses that are run by founders. The reason why I like businesses that are run by founders is because a founder is invested. Right? They invested. Now, don't get me wrong. CEOs get compensated for having a great company. Founders are emotionally tied. Like a founder will take a L to take a W. Because even if his money ain't, he or she money ain't in, just the idea, this is my baby. A CEO like, all right, it ain't making no money. Like, I ain't. All right, I'm straight. Kind of like Jeff Bezos, right? Jeff Bezos, 
Jeff Bezos was one of the first CEOs I, that I paid attention to, Jose, that he would take a loss on his company for a couple years because he believed in a certain idea. And then when it turned profitable, he's like, yup, what's good? What we doing? What we doing? You know what I'm saying? Like Mark, Mark Zuckerberg, right? I, idea, innovation, right? Innovation. I'm going to spend $10 billion a year on the metaverse. All right, the market ain't rewarded. Let me cut back. Right, but he knew he was taking the L in the beginning. Whereas a CEO might be like, nah, bro, we're not about to spend $10 billion of investor money on something that we don't know working. Right? Elon Musk, we know he didn't necessarily start Tesla, right? You know, that comes from the guy, what's his name? Nikolai, Nikolai Tesla, right? But we understand that. Oh, you ain't know that, Jose. We got Jose. We got Jose on God. We got Jose. <laughs> wait, wait, give me some, give me some, give me some, give me some. <laughs> I needed that. We caught Jose off guard. Because when I said Eli and then start Tesla, Jose went, hmm? I mean, who Nikolai was the man, Jose. So watch this. Okay, pause on this topic. Let's have a story time with Jose for a second, y'all. Let's have a, Jose, we need a button for a story time where it go like, Matter of fact, hey, we got to get with Steve so we can get a story time with Trap segment. We don't got that. No, we don't got that. Let me see it. A story time with Trap? We got that? Dave, let me see the story time with Trap, Dave. Pull it up. Let me see it. Let me see it, Dave. Dave got this. Bro, what y'all hiding from me? Nah, 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 nah. To that cutie music right quick. I need to see. What? We got a story time with Trap. Yo, I love my team. I love my team. If we got a story time with Trap. Okay, let me see in the chat right quick. Do y'all have, do we have time for a story time with Trap, y'all? Would y'all mind? Now, the one thing I would say about my stories is sometimes they go a little long, right? But do we have a time for a story time with Trap? We got to tell this to Jose. We got to tell this to Jose. Ah. Let me see in the chat how you feel about a story time with Chat. A Trap. Let me see. A story time with Trap. How you feel in a chat? Okay, Felix Harris. Okay. Oh, oh Khadija. Come on. Come on. Ah. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. 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 Cheryl Fields, I see you. I see you. Denise Michelle, I see you. Okay. Mark Smith. Okay. So y'all rocking with the story time of trap? Y'all rocking. Natasha. We rocking with the. Chelsea, Tori, Tori, are we rocking with the story time with Trap? Dancing Diamonds, come on, talk to me. All right. We don't got no story time with Trap. Let's see, we got a story time. Oh. Oh. Cut the music, Tootie. Cut the music. Cut the music. 
We got a story time with Trap. Yo. When you came up with that, bro? You and Steve did that? Shout out to Steve and Jose, man. I love my team, man. I love the squad, man. Steve and Jose. I didn't know Jose was your hands. <laughs> that boy is good. Mm-hmm. Bro, why you don't think that's my hands, bro? I think I was doing something. Amada was doing this with the hoodie, and he just threw the he just threw the book in front of me. You know what I'm saying? I probably was like doing this, and you know what I'm saying? You know, Steve cold blooded. He cold blooded, bro. That dude said that's not my hands. I don't like that dude, B. I don't like that dude. All right, so let's tell Jose this story right quick. So watch this. Once upon a time in the wild, wild west. <laughs> All right, so here's how I go, Jose. So check this out. So you say you didn't know about Nikolai Tesla? He created ACDC. So here's what he created. So we had electricity, right? So electricity comes from Thomas Edison, right? So Nikolai Tesla worked with Thomas Edison, right? So Thomas Edison was like, yo, we got this thing called electric, and it's the wave. Now you got to remember, this came about when kerosene was the thing. Right? You know what kerosene is, right? So now kerosene comes from Rockefeller. Right? Kerosene comes from Rockefeller. They had the Standard Oil Company. Right? So what happened was cars is a thing now. Right? So we running the gas, and they like, bro, there's this, there's this liquid that we don't got nothing to do with. We can't find nothing to do with it. So he's like, I got an idea. We can use this to light up the houses. So kerosene comes about. So boom. No real talk. No, let me rephrase that. Kerosene comes about to light the houses up. And then, all right, I had it backwards. So kerosene is the thing. Right? Kerosene is the thing. And now... Thomas Edison about to drop the electric, right? So because Thomas Edison about to drop the electric, Rockefeller like, wait, hold up. This might, this might put me out of business. Because if they don't need the, car- if they don't need the kerosene no more, what I'm going to do? Now, he got the oil business. That's booming. But he got the oil and the kerosene. The thing about the kerosene, you know anything about kerosene, it stank. Don't it stink, George? We be in a country, the kerosene. Like, bro, why you got that? It stank. You feel me? So watch this. Rockefeller said, I got an idea. I got an idea we could do with this other stuff. We going to call it gasoline. So gasoline is the byproduct of kerosene. Right? Now watch this, Jose. Thomas Edison, Thomas Edison, 
got the electricity popping, right? So he goes to J.P. Morgan. He like, hey, check this out, bro. We got this thing called electricity. I'm about to change the game with this. J.P. Morgan trying to find something to get from under his daddy. His daddy like, bro, we bankers. We don't invest in stupid stuff like electricity. I don't know what that stupid stuff is. He don't see the future. So J.P. Morgan trying to be like, you know, you trying to get from under your daddy? You trying to get from under your daddy wing. You feel me? Man, my daddy don't know what he's talking about. I won't do that. So look what he do. He see the next big thing. He see it. He like, guess what? I'm all in. But he asked, he asked Thomas Edison this. Do you have a competitor? Thomas Edison like, nope. But what he don't realize is that his right-hand man trying to tell him, hey, bro, there's a better way than what you doing. But he like, man, shut up. He cocky, he arrogant. So he says... He take his plan because he don't want to rock on him no more and he go try to do his own thing. Tesla trying to do his own thing, but he ain't got the bread because now Edison got J.P. Morgan backing him. He got the machine behind him. So they got this big old, he got this dude, I think his name is uh, Winton House. That's his name, Winton House. Winton House. So Winton House was another big, he got deep pockets. We talking about big dogs. So there's the fair. There's the world fair. Whoever can light up the world fair, whoever can get this contract, they the big dog. So J.P. Morgan putting the money behind Edison and Wittenhouse putting the money behind Tesla. But watch this. Wittenhouse is saying that his product with Tesla the, their version of electric is safer. It's saying it's safer. So they wind up winning. So now Tesla like, this it. The money coming in. J.P. Morgan pissed off at Thomas Edison. He like, bruh, I thought you said Thomas Edison, mad. J.P. Morgan pissed because now his daddy like, you a clown. I told you, we bankers. Why is you trying to get in this circus with electricity? It's a magic trick. Now you don't wasted my money. You don't wasted my people money. You a fool. So now J.P. Morgan feel like, damn. So he go to Thomas Edison. He like, say, bruh, you better do something. You better do something fast. Thomas Edison creates the electric chair. Creates the electric chair, so now he's trying to pivot. Nikolai Tesla, they're about to take over the world. Because this, this version of electric is, is sweet. It ain't harmful. It's, it's, it's dope. So Thomas Edison, like, all right, I got an idea. Like, we're going to show that this electricity can be used for something else. So they create the electric chair, and it fails miserably. It actually fries the man and keep him alive. So they don't have to try to fry the man like three different times. It don't work. So now his name goes from sugar to 
So now J.P. Morgan heated. He like, all right, bro, you done for. So this is why the stock market is so dope. J.P. Morgan, he go buy all of the shares of Edison Electric. He go buy 51% of the shares of Edison Electric. Now, J.P. Morgan is a gangster. He go buy 51 shares of Edison Electric. When he buy the 51 shares of Edison Electric, he tell Thomas Jefferson, hey, check this out. It's my company. Thomas Edison like, boy, what you talking about? You tripping. It's my company. He said, nah, I'm good. I own 51% of all the shares. It's mine now. They changed the name from Edison Electric to General Electric. That's how we get General Electric, GE, which was at one time one of the world's biggest companies. Now, watch this. He ain't finished, though. He goes over to Witten House and say, hey, check this out, bro. That electricity thing you got going on, because I own Edison Electric, that comes from a byproduct of what I have. And we got the patent on it, and I'm about to take you to court. Now, here's what he knows. He knows that Wittenhouse, because he got all his money in Tesla, I can't afford to even go to court with you, bro. So Thomas Edison not only knocks him out the park, but, but he said, listen, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to buy it from you. I'm going to buy it from you. Now watch this. Nikolai Tesla, he like, you know, this was your paperwork. He don't, he don't got his paperwork right. So because he don't got his paperwork right, when Wittenhouse sells to J.P. Morgan Chase, he sells all the rights to the version of electricity. That's where you get the ACDC from. He sells it to J.P. Morgan. Now J.P. Morgan owns the idea and Tesla don't own nothing. J.P. Morgan kicks him out. Wittenhouse gets his money. Now he owns Thomas Edison Electric, and he owned all of Nikolai Tesla's electric. Now he owned the own thing. Now he owns all the electric, and this is how General Electric becomes one of the biggest companies in the world. This is how J.P. Morgan becomes one of the richest men in the world, and this is how Nikolai Tesla gets forgotten about. Western House. That's what I said, huh? I said Wittenhouse, Western House. Western House. That's it. That's how you get that, bro. Story time with Trap. Let's go, baby. This is where it derives from. So this is where the name come from. That's Elon. But 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 he but he but that ain't ain't his brand. You feel me? Nah, ain't his brand. So. What I'm saying now is, so he's doing the same thing now. He like, bro, check this out. I'm not about to be playing with y'all. I know the competition is going to get rough. I know the competition is going to get thick. Guess what? So what? Here's what I do know. I got the hardware. You're not going to be able to build these cars and have the battery and have the charging station. I've been on that too long? What? That's what we're talking about. 
Dave, pull the segment up what we talking about. Jose tripping right here. Pull the Tesla segment up, Jose. Pull the Tesla segment up, uh, Dave, the Tesla. Boom. No, the Tesla one. Tesla and Lucid. Huh? Boom. Come on, Jose. What you talking about, bro? You thought I, you, I was bringing it together. You, you ain't let me bring it together. So I got this. So Tesla competitor Lucid announces they will adopt the Tesla charging station by 2025. It's another one, bro. And this was so-called its biggest competitor. So here's what Tesla understands. Listen, I understand what's happening here. I can only be number one so long. Somebody going to catch up. And watch this. As I'm expanding my business, to, I'm now taking people out the, the, the planet. I got a solar farm. I got X over here that done lost 40% of value since I bought it. Right? I got, I've got, I just, I just introduced the AI bot that he just called Grunk that he just dropped. Bruh, listen, I don't got time to be focusing on y'all trying to be the better car dealership than me. Y'all playing catch up. Mustard. Ooh, that bar. That was a bar. That was a bar. Jose, stop playing with me up here. That wasn't a bar. They playing ketchup, mustard. He sleep. Come on, Gindy. Even over his head. Even over his head. B, that man over his head, he missed the bar. Y'all playing ketchup, mustard. Stop. Stop. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. You missed it, dog. It went over your head, bro. I bet if Genuine would have said it, you would have laughed. I bet you that. I bet you if Genuine... <laughs> I blamed him. I blamed him. <laughs> All right. So, Dave, let's go back to the... Uh, let's go back to the Netflix one, Dave. All right. So, watch it. So, anyway, so, anyway, so, watch this. Disney is paying 8.6 billion to Comcast. So Comcast actually owns 33% of Hulu, right? And that's where this all started from. So Comcast owns 33% of Hulu. That's a big stake. So what Disney's doing is like, yo, let me buy that. Why? Because the pressure is on them to keep up with Netflix. Remember, they was losing a billion dollars a pop on the streaming service. Remember, in a pandemic, they got a lot of energy on it. Why? Because they gained so many subscribers so fast. Right? They gained so many subscribers so fast, but Netflix was still not profitable. Look how in three years, the time has changed. Netflix has become profitable. None of the other streaming stations are profitable. Netflix is now clearly the big dog in the streaming industry. Everybody else is playing catch-up. Mustard. There you go, Jose. There you go. There you go. There you go. Everybody else is playing catch up, and now this is making them 
See, in order for me to, I see y'all laughing in the chat. I see y'all laughing. That was not lame. I get it. Feel me? So, anyway, so they paying $8.6 billion for it uh, from Comcast. Comcast, which is the parent company of the one that we watch all day, CNBC. Look how I tied it all together. Look how I tied that up, Jose. Man, I'm on a roll out here today, man. Y'all tripping, man. Moving on. Let's go further, Dave. Right here, man. Warren Buffett believes cash is king. Buffett, Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway has a cash pile of $157.2 billion. Jose. Bruh. This is why I love, this is why I love selling this all the time. One of my favorite most that a company can have is cash. You know why? A company with a little debt and a lot of cash can't go out of business. Right? It's position. Listen, here's what people don't understand. Berkshire Hathaway has returned almost 19% returns for 40 years. I don't care who they be talking about, this the next Buffett. No. No, it ain't. Until you can return almost 19% return annually for 40 years, you ain't the next Buffett, bro. I truly believe that Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger are the Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan of the investment world, dog. And I'm going to truly say that I don't think we'll ever see this again. I don't think we'll ever see this again, bro. Because this dude has truly... I, I, listen, so I'm going to say this, bro. Like, next year, 2024... We are going to the warm, we are going to the Berkshire Hathaway meeting in Omaha, Nebraska. In order for y'all to come, you gotta own at least one or two shares of Berkshire Hathaway. That's the only way you get in the building. That's the only way you can get in the building. You gotta have at least one. Gotta have at least one. I'm going, bro. I said it last year. I didn't go because I forgot we had it going on. Twenty, huh? 2024, bro, I'm going. I'm, I'm, I got to call them because I don't know if they sent me my paperwork. And I got to buy my ticket early because they say it be booked out. Like the hotels around there, it be booked out. You ain't got but probably like, I ain't even going to say that. But just know he 90. So every year you delay, I won't stand up and ask a question. What's up, Mr. Buffett? My question is, when you bought C's candy and thought, that thought, what were some of the intangibles? I want to ask him a good question. You know what would be my, I ain't going to lie to you, like one of my, one of my, I guess, bucket list things would be to talk to him, bro. Like I wouldn't, like I wouldn't be real, like I don't, so you know how people be talking about the Jay-Z lunch and all that? Like, one of the things I love was Jay sat down with Warren Buffett, Floyd Mayweather, and E.T. You know, E. sat with Buffett, right? Bruh. I ain't gonna lie. It ain't too much stuff I'm jealous behind. Two things I've been jealous behind in the last month. I text Ian the other day, and I said, bro, Neil Long follow you, and I don't like it. I told Ian that. I texted him. I said, dog. And it's crazy because I finally found her page. 
I don't know why I couldn't find it for whatever, but I finally found it. And I said, bro, this woman is so beautiful, bro. She is still the epitome of what, like, the black women, nothing wrong with the black women today. Let me say that. Like, we love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. But it was something about the 90s black women where we didn't care about them being fine. We didn't care about them having big butts. We didn't care about, because we think about some of the women that we admired from the 90s, like Aaliyah, Left Eye, Nia Long, Jada Pinkett. Bro, there wasn't no, I always say her name wrong. Is it Sanai? Sanai Lathan, right? Uh, what's, the, what's the one name? Uh, Y'all know if I said Elise Neal, right? There wasn't no, like, there wasn't no font shows. They wasn't like voluptuous. They was just like, that's my baby. You know, when you saw him, you was like, yo, that's my. Oof. So, man, I go on the long page, bro. I know this don't got nothing to do with investing. But I went on her page and I saw, I said, bro, this woman is so amazing. She got the little light freckles in her face, bruh. You feel me? I'm just like, bruh. And I asked myself, why would this man cheat on his woman? What was wrong with you, bruh? I guess we all fall victim to something, so I ain't hit it. But in my mind, I was just like, dog. Like, she it. She probably like, what, 50? She got to be 50. Huh? Huh? Holly what? Holly too. Listen, my favorite, my favorite thing of Holly Berry was when she did this boxing um, magazine. She did a photo shoot. It was, bro, I said, God. She did the magazine. I was in prison. I'll never forget. I said, bro, I said, I said, bro, how does, no, I ain't do nothing weird. I was just like, bro, I was like, how this lady is so fine. And that two probably fought it in. Me alone, 53 years old, bro. Mmm, look at B. B want to cool. I can see it the way he said it. Anyway, it's that kind of show. So that's two things. I, I, I text Ian and I say, say, bro, I don't like the fact that Neil Long follows you. I ain't like it. But Ian said some player crap to me. He said, you want, I could plug you if you want. I said, this ninja here. What do you say to that? Plug me? You? I don't, I don't really want you to plug me, but I want you to plug <laughs> You get, ah, ah, you just like, ah, you just, I just skipped the question. Like, ah, what's good? How you been, bro? That's what I did. I said, ah, how you been, bro? But Ian was like, bro, I can plug you when I want. Then he played me, so then he hit me with it. Look, so he tell me how you doing. I tell him how I doing. And then at the end of the time, I'm like, well, look, man, I'm going to let you be. He's like, hey, don't forget, I can plug you if you want. I'm like, this ninja. He going to throw it back on me, you hear me? Anyway, and then that, bro, like that, like, and E.T. sitting down with Buffett, dog. And I think he said he got in that room because of Dan Gilbert, which goes to show you who your success and your money won't get you in some rooms where just knowing the right person will. Bro, just imagine being in a room, like, and I can see E. He in the room with Warren Buffett. He got his J's on. He probably got the hat on with a fresh white shirt with some gym shorts. 
he was just in the room with Warren Buffett, bro. And he said when he walked in the room, everybody got right. He said he looked at Buffett, he thinking he bought the, man, Warren got the Sears and Roebuck suit on. The old suit. No fancy watch. Like, for what, bro? I'm worth a hundred and something billion. Ooh, that would have changed my life, dog. And I know E ain't taking no pictures, but I would have took a picture with the OG. Me. I need to hang this up. What? I would have took the... I would have took a picture with the OG, dog. Man, I'm taking that. I'm taking that. And I'm telling my people, I took a picture with the, that guy. Anyway, so right now, man, Warren Buffett got $157 billion in cash. Now, watch this, Jose. That's more money. Warren Buffett has more cash than what Disney, the company we just talked about, is worth on the stock market. You feel me? Now watch this. We know Nike is a what? Dominant company, right? We know Nike is a brand. He's only about $5 billion. He got $5 billion less in cash than what Nike is worth on the stock market. Did I say that right? So Nike is worth 160. Nike has $162 billion market cap. He has $157 billion in cash. So he's $5 billion short in cash than what Nike's company is worth on the market, bro. Let that sit in, bro. Let that sit in. Now, also, he has purchased. Now, this size cash gets so heavy. Remember, I be talking about them 5% yields that you're getting. He's spending $129 billion. In, in di- up, until, up until the third quarter, he spent $129 billion in buying those bonds, getting that real term, <laughs> just creating cash. Short term. He spent $129 billion. But he's just killing it. And I be saying that. So we be like, oh, I be like yo, the, the stock market is a machine that you learn how to play the game. Like, you don't trip. I put up a post yesterday where I was like, yo, you know, what would you do with your money right now? Because right now, it's stocks is the number one thing at 15% the first time. The next thing is CDs, number two. The number three thing is money markets. The number four thing is ETFs. The number five thing is government bonds. So I was like, yo, my number one would be individual stocks. My number two would be ETFs. And my number three would be individual is the bonds. So somebody asked me, like, Trap, why would you do the CDs? Because you got to hold the CDs for a year or two to get the whole, I'm like, bro, I would go get the short-term bonds. If I'm playing with that much money, bro, look at the OG. Oh, the OG next to Buffett. Look at the OG next to Buffett. Uh. Hey, I need y'all to, this is about to be live right quick, y'all. This is about to be live right quick. 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 Y'all about to see something right quick go live. Let me see if the OG gonna answer the phone. Ah. Ah. Hold up, y'all. It might be kind of late. No, he on Cali, so this ain't late. God dang, OG. Let's try one more time. Let's see. 
OG. Man, I'm good, man. Listen, I'm on the show right now. We live, and I'm talking to them. <laughs> so I'm talking to them about Warren Buffett having $157 billion yeah. in cash, yeah. right, in cash. And so I said, I've only been envious of two people in my life. I said, one of them is OG, E.T., because he was able to take being in a room with Warren Buffett. He was able to be in a room with Warren Buffett, right? And I said, I could see the OG. Everybody got suits on, and the OG in there probably with the black shirt on with the hat. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're telling the truth. So Jose, being Jose, pulls up the picture. Mm. I'm on set. I go berserk. <laughs> I say, I got to call the OG right quick. No doubt. No, no. And then look. I see the picture, the OG in the right spot. He ain't on side of nobody else. It don't make sense to be in there. Ooh, it don't make no sense to be in there if you ain't gonna be my Buffett. <laughs> Bruh, I got one question for you, OG. What that, because I told him, I said, listen, I said, there are certain rooms that your money and your success can't get you in. It's the relationship that gets you in the room. Yeah. So if I could ask you one thing you left that room with, what would it be? Well, first of all, it was how I got in there, I didn't get in there because I wanted to be in there because I didn't even know it was going to be a meeting. Mm. I got in there by by adding value to a billionaire. Mm. So I added value to a billionaire who is in relationship with other billionaires. Wow. You feel me? So so he called he called me. You know, he called me. Dan Gilbert called me. It was like, what you doing tomorrow, E? I was like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? And often I get called by Bill. Like, what's up? He's like, I'm having a meeting with 30 men. Warren Buffett is going to be um, the leader of that meeting, the facilitator of it. And I want you there. And I was like, yeah, no doubt. I'll definitely be there. So I added value to him, meaning I did something for that person that they could not do for themselves. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? But 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 what I walked away from that meeting was all of these billionaires in the room are human just like me. Wow. Like they, like when I listened to their conversation, they all use English. <laughs> like they was all speaking English. And and they weren't necessarily speaking like a high like a high vocabulary English. Like it was a it it, it was a it was a, a English that you could understand. Like the terms that they were using were understandable terms. Mm. You know, and the things that they were doing was they were just talking about decisions that they made based on the research they did and the understanding of the culture. Because you have to understand when I was at the meeting, it was the first recession. So it was the very first recession. Mm. So they were actually taking advantage of the recession. So when you hear all these dudes talk about recession proof and all that, I'm, I'm not I'm not suggesting that they don't know what they're talking about, but I'm saying that they were benefiting off of talking about something because people didn't really know about. These dudes was like creating legacy off of, not making money off of, creating legacy and digging a deep hole you know, like foundation for themselves economically. So I saw them buy up Detroit. They were buying the buildings in Detroit, like skyscrapers for 500000 mm. so, so then what they were doing was they were buying property 
and then they were taking young cats who had ideas and they were housing them in that facility and it, they were venture capitalists. So they were putting money up. So they charging people for rent. So they getting paid off the rent. Then they got a percentage of all the ideas that these people came up with and the money they made. They got, they were making money off of that. You feel what I'm saying? And then whatever other, you know, whatever else they were making in terms of the interest for the money that they loaned them. So I saw three ways that they was making bread off of these individuals just because they had money and they saw the economy, you know, going in the wrong direction. So they were able to scoop property downtown Detroit. They were able to scoop property and create um, businesses. Imagine you have a you have a 13 or 16 or 20 uh, story building and inside that building, now you got a bunch of incubator businesses in there. It's, it's, it was unbelievable, bro. It wow. Man, I just want to say thank you for just... I want y'all to understand my relationship. This OG answered the phone for me. Listen! That's the relationship. Hold on, hold on, hold on, that's, trap. that's the relationship. I just finished the three-hour live. I just finished the three-hour live. Three hour like, live. And I'm glad Trap didn't call me in the middle of my challenge because I would have had to stop the challenge to answer the dog on phone. Come on, so, man. <laughs> man, thank you, OG. Man, thank you, man. I just appreciate you, man. Love you, OG. I appreciate you for answering that, man. Cheer, you know him. Cheer. I OG, thank you, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. What? Hey, that was a moment. That was a trapping Tuesday moment. Not only did we get the Jose come out with the... That's why you got to have people like Jose. So watch this. I told B this today, Jose. I told B this today. I said, B, I said, Jose is... And I'm not taking that away from you, Jose. I said, Jose is a cold-blooded Scottie Pippen. I said, Jose is the type of person that can get with, like, a leader and amplify what that number one does. Right? Didn't I tell you that earlier, B? I said, everybody has a gift. Everybody has a gift, and what happens is, once you understand your gift, you can thrive in it. Right now, this I, and I, I say, beat this. I say this ten times because I don't want B to take this wrong. I say I'm not taking nothing away from what Jose do. I say if you put him in a number one position, he probably gonna handle his business, and the people gonna see it. He gonna get value. I say, but if you give him a number one and you put him at a number two, he gonna they gonna knock it out of the park. You feel me? B, didn't I say that earlier? I said, if you put him in the number one spot, he going he to handle his business. And the people going to get value. But if you give him a strong number one, because he can, he's the type of person that can see the number one and he's going to analyze everything. He's a good analyzer. He can fill in holes easy. And, it's, and you, you, can't, you can't always fill in the holes of yourself. Right? Everybody ain't going to, you know what I'm saying? You can't always fill in your holes. So, but Jose is so good at filling up that space. And he's going to take that number one to the next level. I, and, bro, I hope you don't take that wrong, bro. You feel me? And prime example was this situation. We on here, we talking. He's like, ah, I got the picture. 
the pitcher goes, you know what I'm saying? Value. Some people in this chat, you a cold-blooded number two. And the problem is, you so focused on trying to be the number one when that ain't your strong suit. Your number two is, if you go, if you go sit in that number two role and you find you a strong number one, if you find you a strong number one, you going to win better than you ever would have won on your own. The problem is you keep trying to be a number one when that ain't your gift. That ain't your gift. Your gift is you're a good assist player. You good at seat. Watch this. LeBron is cold blooded. And I'm not even in the LeBron mic. LeBron is cold blooded at being on the floor doing his thing. But here's the dope hole we don't know. If you give LeBron a sweet point guard, where he can just, but that Kyrie, where he can just run the floor and be that bully all across the floor, bro, it's over. That's why Mike was so cold blooded. They had, what's the boy's name? They had B.J. Armstrong. He had John Paxton, right? He had Steve Kerr, right? But Mike was able to move. And then you gave him Scotty, somebody who, and here's the difference. Scotty went and played for the Rockets. He was really good, but he wasn't Scotty with Mike because Drexler ain't Mike. Because watch this, Drexler was a cold-blooded number two. But what happened was he was never, he was always put in a role where he wanted to be the number one. Real talk, man, Clyde the Glide. But if you'd have gave him a number one, he would have flourished at being a number two. And what happens is we got a lot of number two that want to be number ones, and this is why they ain't going to never see glory. You ain't going to never see the glory. You ain't never see the glory. Anyway, man, thank you. I, I, man, I, love, I love E.T., man. I'm going to tell y'all, I, I love E.T., and he came into my life at the right time. He came into my life at the right time because watch this. I know I'm a number one. I know I'm a number one. But watch this. I also know I need a number two and a number three and a number four. Because if I get the two, three, and fours, they can take care of what they need to take care of and I can just focus on being the number one. And I know that we can't win the championship without the two. I can't win the, I can't win the championship by myself. I need a two, three, and four. Come on, man. The problem with a lot of number ones is they think they number ones and they can do it by themselves. The and that's the problem. You're a number one, but to see a championship ring, you still need a two, three, and four. Now watch this, Jose. This is where it get bad at. When number ones try to go get other number ones. When number ones try to go get other number ones, it ain't going to work. Watch this, Jose. Watch this. Kobe and Shaq, on the front, it looked like it worked. But the reason why it worked was because you had a genius running the show. 
you had a Phil Jackson. And he understood how to orchestrate two number ones. But even with two number ones, it can only last for so long because we both need to be number ones. Now watch this. Crazy part was Shaq goes to Miami and he's okay with being a number two. He immediately said, this D-Wade team. This D-Wade team. You feel me? This D-Wade team. I ain't tripping. Now watch this. When LeBron went to Miami, D-Wade says, this LeBron team. <laughs> being able to alternate. Being able to alternate and say, all right, I am a number one, but I understand that your, your number one abilities can take me where I need to go at, so I'm going to adjust now to being a number two. All right, let me go. Let me go. Let me go. My bad. Let me go. Next, next one. Next one. My, damn, that should have been a story with Trap right there. Man, God damn. My bad, y'all. Damn. I was in it, Jose. I was in it. We deep in it, too. All right, right here, man. Burger King plans on making all locations 100% digital. All. They say 100%, Jose. They say 100%. Now, watch this. So the company that owns Burger King is a company called by the name of Restaurant Brands. That's who owns. So they own Burger King, uh, Tim Hortons, and Popeyes. Right? So they bought Popeyes from Al Copeland. If you're from New Orleans, I remember, George, you remember going to Tootie, you remember going to Christmas in the Oaks? Every year, dog. Christmas in the Oaks. George, you ever came off of Christmas in the Oaks? Bro, Christmas in the Oaks used to be the most beautiful thing ever, bro. So there's a park in New Orleans called City Park. Huge park, bro. Like, it's not even a, it's not even a regular park. There's like 15 parks inside of the park. Bro, this dude used to spend over $2 million on lights. Bro, this was the most beautiful, like, it was the thing to go to Christmas in the Oaks, bro. So he's the, he's, he's the guy who, they started Popeye's. They started Popeye's. But then he had uh, speedboats. He's a speedboat man. So he loved a speedboat. <laughs> anyway, he sold the Popeye's. And I'm not going to lie. Tootie, ask me if I'm wrong. The Popeye's ain't been the same since he sold it. It ain't been the same since he sold it. Anyway, though, so they going all digital. They say their goal is to go Popeye. I mean, they saying their goal is to be all Burger Kings is going to be 100% digital. Now, here's why. Watch this. Because they said that the guests will have a better experience and then they as a brand can focus more on great products, great service, and great customer service. My question is this. What type of company culture you have right now where the people not giving good customer service? That's not a robot problem. That's a cultural problem in the business. And when you think about it, bro, when you be going to them Burger Kings, they don't really be clean. Now, I ain't been to one in years. You feel me? But, they, but, but the, the company culture ain't there. The company culture not there. So now watch this. But here's what I want everybody to understand why this is so serious. Because this is the beginning. So what you think, what you think he going to do? Watch this. What you think he going to do when all your burgers 
when all the Burger Kings become 100% digital. Guess what's going to happen next? Popeyes. Going to be gold. 100% digital. McDonald's already doing it. Watch this. Shake Shack started it. If you go to Shake Shack, bro, you don't got to go to no register. All you do is go to the kiosk. Beep, 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 beep. And then they be like, hey, Jose. Now, we already know this. Chipotle is already putting the, the machines in place to fix the bowls for you. Watch this. White Castle is already got machines flipping the burgers. I don't eat them, but they already got them. So what happened? We see the trend. In five to six years, bro, there's going to be nobody in there. It's on, bro. Ain't no more going to work at the fast food joint when there's a teenager. Bro, it's about to be. Now, and look what they said. It's going to bring down cost. What happened? Now, watch this. Because guess what? Guess what? Now, they don't got to pay nobody. Let's say they pay $8 million to get the machines. That's a wrap, bro. That machine can work 24 hours, bro. Guess what's going to happen now? Now, all the, all the restaurant places are going to be 24-hour joints. You know why? That's it. They probably going to have one manager for every shift, a manager and a mechanic, an engineer. They're going to have them shift, switching shifts. All they're going to be in that bed, just chilling. I'm chilling. They, the manager in there making sure to restock everything, though they can, and the engineer to make sure to 24 hours. Ooh. Now watch this. Watch this though, Jose. Watch this. It's going to start there. We already know right now we go to the grocery store, bro. Bro, all the other lines, you got to go to self-checkout. Self-checkout. Public self I bought some fruit this morning. Let me say I'm proud of myself. This morning, I went to the store. I picked up some lobster bisque after I worked out. And I said, trap. This is not the healthy choice. I put the lobster bisque down, and I got a bowl of fruit and two Arden Garden drinks. Today for lunch, I had, me and B, I had a salad, but I did put some lobster on the salad and a crab cake. But it wasn't bisque. It was just the lobster. I had ordered the lobster sandwich, but I took the lobster out. I'm on my health kick, dog. Anyway, let's go a little further, man. All right, so watch this. Biggest concerns of people right now. One in four expect losses of 10% or more over the next three months. One in four uh, expect losses of 5% or more in the next six months. We're talking about the stock market right here. So we're saying that a lot of people right now just aren't, they, they don't have faith in the market right now. Now, I truly believe that we like in a bear market rally right now. I feel like we're going to take advantage of November. I feel like because the technicals show it, right? I feel like we still got this war going on. We still got inflation going on. We got a presidential election going on. We got, we got uncertainty in the market. So that's why I told my people in the Patreon, like, yo, we switching how we plan the game. Like, we not going for the knockout. Like, we not playing for the 100%. We get up 40 50%, let's exit. 
Let's still have opposition. We good. You know why? Because right now, we just want we just want rack up green. We just want rack up green. Let's go a little further. Look here. So biggest concern of the people right now, the war in the Middle East, 62% got that concern right now, bro. High interest rates, 57%. Inflation, 56%. Potential recession, which we already in one. Right? 24% of people. So let's talk about this. The war in the Middle East, is in, anytime there's a war, it affects everybody on a planet. You know what I'm saying? Anytime there's a war, because think about this. You got, you got Ukraine and Russia still going at it. You got the Israel and Hamas situation that's going on. And you still actually have a trade war that's being affected with China. You can't forget about that. And in every one of those things, the United States is a presence. So if you're in America, not only are you dealing with that, also, you're dealing with interest rates that's affecting how you spend your money. So you consistently see America spending money to indulge in these walls, but then you also understand that the price of everything you have is consistently going up. Inflation is going up. Then on top of that, because the U.S. debt is so high, recession is in our face. So people are truly in this And it's in this situation, in this monetary situation, that's not only frustrating, plus the fact that, plus the fact that we truly haven't gotten over the trauma of a pandemic. I don't care what nobody say, I still believe that there's residue from that trauma that's in our face. And then you got an election, because now here's what happened. You got a whole bunch of people that voted Joe Biden in office. I'm not saying you wrong, I'm not saying you right. Right? I'm not here to say that, but I'm saying you got a whole bunch of people that voted Joe Biden and all of it, and now they're like, damn, we didn't do the right thing. And so now you're acting like, all right, maybe I should have voted for Trump, but here's what we do know. Even he can be an asshole. Right? So what happens when the American people is put between a rock and a hard place? Right? So now you're saying stuff like, man, Trump a businessman, Trump a businessman, Trump a businessman, but yet we still don't realize all the, the, the BS stuff that he got in front of our face. Right? It's put us in a situation where you got somebody who you saying, well, at least he's a businessman. And I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm just saying we stand up like, all right, well, Trump is a businessman. He needs to be in office. All right, well, but what about all the racial stuff that he sells all the time? What about him grabbing women by the crotch and he's saying, let's just grab him by the crotch? What about the way he's treating black people when he's on office and he's saying, maybe we should treat him like they did in the good old days? You feel me? So, you, so now you're saying, you feel me? And it's putting the people of America in a bad situation. Because now we're saying, watch this. You'll get mad at a woman. Oh, this is about to be good. You'll get, mad, you'll get mad at a woman for being with a man who mistreats her because he gives her money. Right? Like, we'll say something. Like, man, why would you do that for money? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade nobody to disrespect me for money. Am I right or am I wrong? If I'm wrong, I don't mind being wrong. Right? Like Jose. Like, watch this. So, we're talking about just the American people being in such a dilemma for leadership. Right? We're talking about the American people being in a dilemma for leadership. Right? So, you got people who voted for Joe Biden, and now he's just like, bruh, damn, maybe we shouldn't have voted for Joe. I didn't vote. 
I'm going to keep it real. Because I felt like neither one of them clowns was worth what I had going on. And I felt like America was going to do what America wanted to do anyway. Right? So you vote Joe Biden in. You vote Joe Biden in to get rid of Trump. All right, cool. I see a whole bunch of people. I was in my house, bro. I was in Atlanta. They had parades. You would have thought Hitler just got off the goddamn on. Real talk, bro. People was honking their horns, waving their flags. woo Boom. Then you get Joe Biden in office, and then he starts saying stupid stuff like, if you ain't black, you, you, you ain't black if you don't vote for me. Put crack pipes back in the hood. And now you're like, bro, what the hell is he talking about? So now you start to doubt the pick that you picked. You feel me? So you doubt that, and then you say, all right, bro, like, we want Trump back. Right? So now you're saying, man, we want Trump back. So then you say, okay, you want Trump back. So then you get Trump back, and then you forget the, the reason why you wanted him out there in the first place. You forget the reason why you wanted him out in the first place. Why you wanted him out in the first place? Because every time he says something, on you cringe. Again, grabbing women by the crotch. Right? You ain't like that, but now you want him back. Him saying, we should treat them like we treated them in the old days. Talking about beating black people up. But you trade that off because you say, well, Trump knows business and he know how to run the country. How do you know that? How can you specifically say that? Right? So what I'm saying, Jose, is the American people are in such a dilemma because what we'll often say is a woman is wrong for dealing with a man with money who mistreats her. Right? Don't, it, that's the thing. Like if a woman dealing with a man who mistreats her but takes care of her, the world will shame her. Or 70% of the people. Are we not saying now that we're willing to vote Trump in even though he mistreats us as colored people, as Hispanic people? We're saying, or not we because I ain't saying it, but all people saying we're willing to let Trump vote be in office because we think he's the right businessman and we now dealing with him mistreating us. Is that not accurate, Jose? So my question is, are those the only two candidates that we have? Are those the only two options that the American people have? That's all I'm asking. Also, what happens when you look at, all right, they're saying now, bro, you don't even got the money you said you have. And he's saying, y'all lying on me. Like, I don't know, but I'm just saying if we're looking at the media, they're saying, like, bro, you're not even much that rich. Right? They're saying you keep going bankrupt. He's saying because all y'all keep going bankrupt. I'm using the same system y'all use. That's what he's saying. So are not the American people in a dilemma? And this is why you got 49% of the people worrying about the election. Because if the truth of the matter is, we don't know what the hell we get when we get Trump in office. But we damn sure know Joe Biden ain't the answer. I know Mike Prince should be god dang on. Mike Prince. Y'all don't even, y'all don't get it. Over their head again. Over their head again. Over their head again. Over their head again. 
beginning. They like he dropped out. Nope, Mike Prince. Billions. You feel me? Mike Prince should be president. Mike Prince got my vote. Billions. And let's give it up to billions, man. These last three episodes were them last three episodes were insane. Them last three episodes was like, yo, I, I, I was mad that I had to watch nine boring episodes, eight boring episodes just to get those last three. And I'm not going to lie. Them last three made up for everything that I felt like we missed. All right, let's go a little further, man. All right, so check this out, man. Gold has surged since uh, conflict broke out in the Middle East. So that's what we're talking about. So gold has spiked extremely high since uh Hamas militants launched assault on Israel. Wait, what? Hmm. That's crazy. How when, when gold, when gold strikes, when war is in, we always go back to a stored source of wealth. Why is that? Why is it that out of the diamonds and everything else, gold is always the thing that we resort back to? Is it because it's the one thing that we know for sure is secure? We put value in it. Because watch this. If you, if you, what? Question. Oh, this is about to be a thing here, Jose. Is gold and Bitcoin equal? Because watch this. Hear me out, Jose. Hear me out. Hear me out. There's no real value to Bitcoin except the fact that you, when you buy it, you want somebody else to pay you more for it than you got it. Am I right or wrong? No matter what we say now, I know the crypto people be like, no, it got this, it got that, it got this, it got that. When we take all the other stuff away from it, the only way it increases in value is if somebody else is willing to pay you more than what you bought it for. Right or wrong? Right? So, like, when you look at a stock, the value comes from the business itself. The business itself creates the value, and then the people say because the business is creating this much money, we feel like this has increased in value. Same thing with a house. Right? Well, we understand that with Bitcoin, it's because of that, and I'm not saying nothing wrong with it. The same thing I think is with gold, right? Like, where does it get its value from, Jose? Gold gets its value, like, okay, it's 24 karat gold or 14 karat gold, but where does the value come from? The fact that somebody puts a price on it and they say, yo, this is what I want for it. Are you willing to pay for it or not? Am I right or wrong? There's nothing else that gives the gold value. Is there? I could be wrong. Usage, supply demand. Somebody says, because watch this. The only time gold increases in value is when other things around it start happening and then people want a safe place to have money. So people say, you know what? Let me buy gold. Let me buy gold. This is why America owns more gold than anybody else in the world. So is gold and Bitcoin equivalent? Says who? They do. You can. 
There's a limited amount of Bitcoins in the world. They call uh, Shitoshis. Shitoshis, am I right? Satoshi, something like that. There's a limited amount of them in the world. Like they can run out. They can run out. One Bitcoin actually costs 30 something thousand dollars right now. Yeah. Shitoshis. So that's the name of it. Shitoshis. There's a, there's a limited amount of them in the world. So even when you so even when you buy Bitcoin, you are not buying a whole Bitcoin. You're buying pieces. You're buying. Now you can buy one Bitcoin. You can buy. It's a limited amount in the world. Yep. So is it? Is it the same, Jose? Let's go a little further, man. Right here. So commercial real estate is taking a beating, man. Just look at it, man. Office buildings are down. Multifamilies are down. Retailers are down. Industrials are all taking a beating. They actually had a report come on today that said that they're now about, in New York, they're about to start buying malls and high-rises and turning them into uh, malls and industrial buildings and about to start turning them into apartment buildings. The crazy part about that is they say it's going to cost so much money and the hard part is banks are not giving out the money. Banks are not loaning out construction loans so now it's a, ooh, that brings me back to what, 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 what OG just talked about. What if you could buy, I truly think now is the time to be buying industrial real estate. If you got the funds, you can get it dirt cheap. The thing is, you don't know how long it's going to last. And multifamily. Multifamily is down 28%. That's why money, money may not be buy you happiness. I won't agree with that. I'm, I won't disagree with that. But money can put you in position to do things and free you up. And the freedom is a byproduct of having money. Can we say that? Like, so let's say you got the, free, the money to go buy 10 multi-units. The multi-units then create passive income. Now you don't have an income problem. Anymore. Now you can work on the things you need to work on because you don't got a money problem. I think the reason why people can't, the reason why people can't, heal the other issues they have because they got money problems. And you can't get past the money problems, so you can't heal the other stuff you got going on. Woo! I like how that sounds. Let's go a little further. already know what this segment is. This, that, flush it or flip it. All right, Jose, we got to give the people a chance too, bro. Got to give the people a chance, man. All right. The first, all right, so flushing and flipping, let me just say this, man. Flushing and flipping is all about us presenting companies to you that you understand, that you see. Something going to be new to you, right? But when you see these companies, it's also to help you get familiar with companies that you may not know. I always try to throw a couple of them in that shit that y'all don't really know. And remember, flush it up, flip it. It's not about the long term. It's more so about the short term of a company. 
All right, so the first company up to bat is Boston Scientific. The company is up 13% year-to-date. It is a manufacturer of medical devices and is used for surgical med and cardiovascular med. It's a solid company, good balance sheet. Let's see what it look like, Jose. Okay. Ooh. They saying flip it, Jose? All right, let's give it another chance. So listen, so think about it. When you go in the hospital and there's kind of like intuitive surgery going a little bit, but they're not so far as the robots, but they are medical devices that can help. They specialize in cardiovascular and surgical med, meaning helping you in surgical. Boston Scientific, flush it or flip it. I like that one, Jose. I like, I like medical industry. I like medical industry. All right, next we got MSI, Jose. That is Motorola Solutions. First of all, I thought Motorola was out of here. Look at B-Face. Right, MSI, but watch this, B. Year to date, they up 17%. Actually beating the S&P 500, right? Communications, associations, communications, accessories, service, and software companies. So, Maybe they got out of the Motorola phone, but they partnering with different companies in that industry, right? Year to date, up 17%. They beating the S&P 500, but guess what? That communication services business industry is definitely doing good. Motorola Solutions, man, how we feel about it? Flush it or flip it, Jose? The people can't be serious. Got a prime code phone. Uh-uh. Jose, I ain't... I'm flushing. They up 17% year to date, but I ain't buying. I ain't buying. That toilet is messed up. Turn, turn, the water broke on it. The water broke. The water broke. You gotta hit the thing. Oh, y'all too, y'all too rich for that. Y'all, y'all, there you go, Gindy. That you gotta take the top off, roll your sleeve up, put your hand, there you go. It done moved to the side. It's on the side. George, it's on the side. It's on the, they got a kink in the chain. <laughs> they got a kink in the chain. You got to... <laughs> they got a kink in the chain. Two that you ever had a kink in the chain? This nigga here. Dave, you ever that kink in the chain, Dave? There you go. There you go. George, you ever had a kink in the chain? This nigga too to come straight about the hood talking about he ain't never had a kink in the chain. That nigga lying. I know he had a kink in the chain. I got an electric toilet in my house right now. It be blowing my mind. You just walk past it, you just do this, and it go. <laughs> my daughter be like, Daddy, Daddy. I be like, what the hell? She loved getting on it. I'd be like, I don't trust it. I don't be trusting it sometimes. I remember George was in the crib one day, and George said, say, bro, you got me spoiled. I said, why, bro? He said, that seat warm up and it play music. <laughs> he said, you got me spoiled, dog. That thing warm up and it play music. I said, you ain't lying. It make a little do-do-do-do-do-do-do. It's like some little nice little cool music, bro. 
Like, you really sit on there and forget you, like, on there. You should be like, that, that music is cool. Go a little further, man. All right, so next one is Discovery Financials, man. Y'all know it, Visa Master Discovery, man. So Discovery, man, is the digital banking and payment solution service. It's up 12% year-to-date. I wouldn't take Discovery over Visa or Master, but how you feel about it? Discovery, how we feel about it? Flush it up, flip it, Jose. I agree with that. I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Flush it. Flush it. I'm not worrying about them. I'm going with Visa or MasterCard. I don't know what's the. I don't know what's the leverage with them. They don't got no. The toilet broke. All right. Next one is I can't ever pronounce this one right. It's Assurant. Ticker symbol A I Z. Uh, the company is up twenty. 20- 8% year to date. And my bad, Discovery is down 12%. My bad, Discovery is down 12%, y'all, year to date. Uh, Assurance is up 28% year to date. It's a housing solutions company. So they deal with flood insurance, uh, homeowners insurance, rentals insurance, um, lending solutions. They help you get in the crib. Ticket symbol A-I-Z, up 28% year-to-date. Yo, that ain't. 28, cuz. Everybody need flood owner's insurance in the South. Renters, everybody need renter's insurance. Huh? Mandatory. So, and you got renter's insurance, and you need homeowner's insurance, and they do all three. I like them. All right, next company is WRK, West Rock. The company is up 7% year-to-date. They are a paper, packaging solutions, packages and distribution company. So they package paper. So they wrap stuff. They plastic bag stuff. They send plastic bag. Probably you go to the grocery store, you got the plastic bags and stuff like that. Jose, that's your people. Up 7% year-to-date. Not bad, not the best. But how we feel about them, y'all? How we feel about them? Yeah. We flush that. We ain't rocking with that. Republic Services. Toilet broke. We need a plumber. Republic Services. Ticket symbol RSG. Now, remember, they are similar to waste management, company that we really love. There's Republic Service, there's Waste Management, there's Waste Connections. Those are probably the big three in that industry. Up 19% year-to-date. Up 19% to date. You know why? Because people at home, and guess what people doing? Throwing more stuff away. People acting like they're in the surplus, not realizing they're in a recession. And America going to do that regardless. So Republic Service is how we feel about them, Jose. Flush it up, flip it. Trash. Trash with the trash. Like Dallas. Cowboys. Dak Prescott. Big trash. Alright, let's go. Watch this one, Jose. Watch this one. Axon Enterprises. Ticker symbol A-X-O-N. They up 29% year to date. Watch this, Jose. They are 
the electric weapons leader, tasers, tasers, taser applications, body cam for the police. That's what they do, cuz. Tasers, <laughs> body cams, the applications, electric weapons, even a little. <clears throat> All that, up 29% year to date. Flush it up, flip it, Jose. How do people feel about it? How you feel about it, B? Body cams don't work, but them tasers do. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't, I ain't a fan of it, but. 29%, seems like they print money. All right, next one, News Corp, right? Uh... Up 20% year-to-date, their media information and distribution company, NWS, News Corp. Jose, they put media out. They put information out. They help the newspapers. They help the media on the TV. They help get the content out, Jose. You're a content creator, Jose. They are a content creator, Jose. NWS, up 20% year-to-date. How you feel about it? How do people feel? Flush it or flip it? You being biased. Don't matter if they up, bro. Don't matter. Now, this one is good, man. Molina Healthcare. They up 6% year-to-date. They deal with Medicaid, Medicare, and all things assisting with government service when it comes to healthcare. Up 6% year-to-date. That's for show money, though. What the, they pay a dividend? Just tell me what the yield is. What the yield is. <laughs> Haven't had a down year since 20. I think they're a safe bet. We'll go with them. One thing I know for sure, Medicaid ain't getting cut off. All right, run that beat, man. Okay, man, we're going with that 1-800 Trapper hotline. Got my Trappers calling in. Got the Patreon. Master the Triple Beam. Calling in, man. Let's go, man. Make your videos. Let's go. I like to answer my people on the spot, live. I don't even be knowing the questions. So Jesus be popping the questions on me. I don't be knowing what happened. So I'm asking on the spot. Let's go, Tootie. What up, Trap? This Tony out here in Oregon. Uh, I want to give a shout out first to my daughter, Naima. Uh, just got accepted to a college out there in New Orleans, Dillard. That's the first of many to come. Uh, shout out to my sister, Saya. Uh, but my question is, since stocks that we hold long term, we know the most about, would it make sense to put calls and puts on them as they go up and down to maximize the gains? Appreciate you, brother. First of all, OG, I just want to salute to you. Man, that's an amazing college in New Orleans. I just want to say salute to you as a father. And, you know, I, I as a father... Uh, pray that 
uh, you know, my daughter, if she wants to go to college, that she's just getting a great one. Um, and I think college can be a great experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not against college at all. You know what I'm saying? If you're going for something that's dope. Um, so also, man, I just want to say salute to you as a father for making that happen, man. So definitely uh, dads matter. Dads matter. Um, I will say that is a great question. So uh, that's what I do. So you in the Patreon. So uh, the stocks that I typically put my options on are stocks that I own or stocks that I am willing to own. Remember, I always say that. Um, so, yep. 100 percent. That's how you like it. So, again, I own, remember mine be in stocks that I own. I've never the only option that I've did is like OIH, that, you know. Uh, but for the most part, all of my play is going to be on companies that I own because I'm familiar with them fundamentally. And it's easier for me to understand a story around them. Right. And so that's like one of my cheat codes. Again, that's one of the things that's, you know, gangster. That's one of the that's gangster to me is owning, making plays on calls that I already own because I understand why they're going down. I understand why they tank. And that's why it's kind of easy for me to make certain decisions because I focus on companies that I own. I wouldn't mind own. I've already did research on and I can let the data help me make a better decision on time, length, call, put. So, yep, King, that's a great way. And what I'll do is, you know, one of my things is once I do a good option play in a company that I own, part of that money that I'm going to use that I made is going to go back into buying me more shares of that actual stock. So I 100% agree with that one, King. Let's go salute to that, man. Hey, Trap, what's going on, bro? So the question is about earnings, bro. So um, just a little example. I had my eyes on Viva Systems. Um you know, it has a nice moat. I like the space they're in. I feel like it has a lot of growth, uh, a lot of potential for growth. Now, last quarter, it was sitting at like 169. Earnings was approaching. I said, I'm going to wait till earnings comes in because the stock was kind of like on a downfall a little bit. I feel like I, I could have got it at a certain bargain. Now, uh, it came in and it ran, bro, to the moon. So it did numbers for days. It went up to like 220. Now, in that instance, it ran up so much that I couldn't get it no more because it just got too expensive. And I feel like, you know, I feel like I missed out on an opportunity to get it at a good price because it hasn't been that since. Right now, there's other times with like Tesla, where just now they reported and it came down to like 195 almost. Right. So that was a, one of the price points that you said was a nice sweet spot to get in. So with earnings, you kind of either it's kind of like a hit or miss. It either runs or it tanks. And. I don't know if I should keep doing that, right? Either wait for earnings or if I should just get it when I'm like, you know what, just F it and I'm, and I'm going to go in there. Um, what do you like to do when earnings are approaching on the stock that you like? Do you like to just wait for earnings and see what it's doing? Or do you like you don't even care about that and you just attack when, when, when it gets to those certain points that you like? Um, but, yeah, man, that's a question, man. I appreciate it. I'll see you on the show, bro. Ah, that's good. That's good. And I appreciate the... I appreciate the thoroughness in your question, like understanding um, what you're seeing so I can paint that picture. So Viva System is definitely a company that I've owned for maybe, I think I owned it, I think I got it at the beginning of the pandemic. It is definitely an amazing company um, and it does move like that. So I think it's up something like 19, 20% year to date, probably up 17% in one year probably like 115% in five years. And I can say that off the top of my head because it's a company that I've owned for quite some time. Um, when it comes to playing earnings, I don't, 
I don't play earnings that much uh, because so much can happen in the earnings. And um, I would have to truly be tracking it heavy. And if I do play earnings, I, I'm definitely only like I'm not going heavy. Um, like it's only maybe one or two contracts. And honestly, um, with those earnings, I'll do a, like a stop loss. That's kind of why probably one of the only times I'll do a stop loss is because those earnings are really, I'm, I'm going to just say it, with playing earnings, you gambling. I'm going to just say it. When we playing earnings, we gambling. Uh, because a stock can pop, but then have that IV crush. <laughs> uh, you know, a stock can pop. Because even a stock can make a make earnings and still tumble, you know what I'm saying. So I definitely am mindful when I play the earnings. Um, I'm never all in when I play the earnings. It's always like one or two. I'm never doing five, ten, twenty shares of earnings, and I'm willing to take that. And I let myself know I'm gambling, and I treat it like that. So um, I'd rather a post earning play, meaning after the earnings is pop, I'll get in it. Um, but I'm never, even in the group, when I put those pre-earnings plays in, it's only like one, two contracts. Um, I like to be, now what I do like to do, I'll give you a thing, what I do like, what I do like to do is, if I know I want to play a play for earnings, you kind of have an idea if you want to play for earnings, I'll get in a week before earnings. And the reason why I get in a week before earnings is because I try to get some momentum going up to it. You know what I'm saying? If, if I know it's a play, like, all right, I want to play this call for earnings, I'll get in a week before earnings so I can get some momentum going up to it. That way, if it pop hard and it crunch down, I hope I can still be where I'm at. So that's, you know, and it's getting, that still ain't no freaking good measure metric to have in place, right? That was, that's one of them, me just freestyling, figuring it out. But I kind of always try to go a week before. A few times I've did it and, you know, it worked out that way, but I ain't going to lie. You still be gambling when you playing earnings, man. It's, there, at least from my perspective, there's no for sure way to know how earnings going. You don't know what them folks about to say on that call. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't know what the hell they about to say. And like you said, a company can hit earnings and then have a bad call and it flop. A company can miss earnings and have a good call and run. You know what I'm saying? So for me, man, earnings is always a gamble. I'm not going to lie. And my thing is always treat a gamble like a gamble, treat an investment like an investment. So uh, I hope I can help you, brother, but that's kind of mine, bro. Like I always, I'll tip my foot in, but I ain't going too hard, man. So hope I can help y'all, man. There we go, man. Good job, man. 1-800-TRAPPER-HOTLINE. If you're in the Masters of the Triple B, make sure you get in this thing, man. Let's go, baby. Yo, what it do, Trap? <laughs> I'm, I'm a little nervous. So, I'm currently in college right now. I've been, lately, I've been reading articles, my parents to Bloomberg, CNBC, um, Yahoo Finance. I want to know what advice would you give me to become a better investor for the time being? Hey, my bro was the lifeguard. Walmart, Walmart college. And investing. This is what you call tapped in. Bro, he tapped in, bro. He tapped in, but I just want to know where the, where the, where the chair thing came from. What the, my, 
my boy came in like, Woo, why you nervous, bro? This your fifth call. It's my dog, man. I like that dude, man, for sure. Um, I think you're doing the right thing right now. I think you are taking in all the information. You are, you're in the group. You've taken the courses. You, you, obviously, you tune into Trap and Tools every week, so you're taking notes. You're in the group asking questions. Um, you're reading the articles. Um, I think now you just got to give yourself time to keep maturing. Um, I think the biggest thing you can do is give yourself time to mature and understand that you're on the right track, understand that you're doing the right thing, um, and just give yourself time. You're not going to get it overnight, but you are definitely in the right field right now. You're doing all the right things, and you just got to let it. I think the thing now is kind of like you got all the ingredients, and you just got to let them come together and form. Like, you got the ingredients, you just got to let it form, and you got to let it put it in the oven and let it cook. So you definitely doing the right thing, man. I can trust me. I think that within the next two, three years, bro, like, you're going to be killing it. You know what I'm saying? You're taking the options course, I think. Um, I know you're in the Patreon group, so that means something. You, you're asking the questions. You, you're coming to all the Trapping Tuesdays. So, bro, like, I ain't going to lie. I, I'll say this. Like, I'm proud of you. You know what I'm saying? I'm proud of you at a high level. You young and you dedicated. Honestly, I think right now you're ahead of people your age, bro. You know what I'm saying? You so far ahead of people your age right now, you don't even know it. So give yourself that grace and know that you're doing the right thing, man. Um, only thing I didn't hear you say was that I'm reading the books. Right? That's the only thing I didn't hear you say. Um, and, and it's great to read those books, any investment books. So I think great books will be you for me. Investing, mindset, personal development, and emotional intelligence. And the reason why, because emotional intelligence is going to help you gain control of your intelligence in the market, um, personal development, because you always just want to grow. I'm still doing it. And all investment books, keep reading. Why? Because you're going to learn something new from every book. People always ask me, Trap, what's the best book? I always say all of them. And the reason why I say all of them, because you're going to learn. There's no one book that's going to make you a great investor. It's a collection of books. You're going to take ideas from every one of them, and you're going to form. That's why I get at. Like, I'm where I'm at because... I read all the books, but I take the ideas and then I make them fit for what I'm doing. Um, and I take a little bit from here and there and I use it. So, man, I just think you're in the right path. I think you're doing the right thing. And for me, man, I just want to say salute to you, man. And thank you for allowing me to be on a journey with you, man. Love. Let's go, man. All right, man. So, such an amazing episode. I apologize for doing all my stories, y'all. It's just what I do, man. I love this game. I love what we're doing, man. So, I want to talk about that for a second. Like, in order to become great at this game, you truly got to love what you do. You got to become it. You, you can't part-time build wealth. You got to be a full-time wealth build. You got to be full-time committed. You got to be full-time making sacrifice. And you know you're making a sacrifice because it hurt. That's how you know you're making a sacrifice. You feel the pain. That's how you know you are making a sacrifice because you feel the pain. Investing is supposed to make you uncomfortable. You're supposed to have parts where you don't understand what you want to do with that money. What am I going to do with this money? Am I going to do this with it? Am I going to do that with it? That was it. That's what new investors go through. It is the habits that you do consistently that tell you if you're on the right journey. Discipline and sacrifice must be married, not divorced. I Meaning you must have the discipline, you must sacrifice, you must create the habits. Nobody becomes a millionaire, nobody becomes a billionaire, nobody achieves the goals that they want in life if they don't have discipline and if they don't create new habits. I think a lot of times we look for what's right and what's wrong instead of learning from the experience. 
People often say that experience is the best teacher. I say that experience learned from is the best teacher. Experience learned from is the best teacher. How many people we know to go through the same experiences over and over and over and over and they don't learn nothing from them? So if experience was the best teacher, then we would all experience something one time and learn from it. But of course we know that's not the case. I want to see us all win at this game because I know we all have the possibility. This game is not about who's the smartest, it's about who can make the best decisions. And the thing about making the decisions in the game is your decision making is not compared to anyone but yourself. So always focus on how can I be better than yesterday's trap? How can I make better decisions than trap did yesterday? How can I consistently evolve? How can I put myself around people that push me to be better? We are truly in some times right now, man, I know if we take advantage of this, it can not only change our life, but it can change the trajectory of our family's lineage. We heard E.T. say, these investors are putting themselves in position in these markets. And the crazy part is when it comes to building wealth, like, there's no real secret to building wealth, y'all. Let me, let me be the first one to say that. I'm not hating on nobody, but there's no secret to building wealth. What I did, I, there's no secret to what I did to build wealth. And I'm not even nowhere near where I want to be at. Here's what I did. Here's the formula. Learn a skill, sacrifice everything to play this, to be in the skill. When I get uncomfortable, I get cool with being uncomfortable. I don't panic under the pressure. I invest more than I spend. I understand that my money is my greatest tool to build wealth and I learned I got to keep learning from people who've already built wealth and so I can add my own flavor to it because no two people are going to have the same journey but I can learn from the people's mistakes before me. It's not a secret. Buy low, sell high. Buy low, hold for long as you can sell. You take a loss, stay in the game. Don't get discouraged. It's part of the game. No one can ever build wealth without taking a loss. E.T. saves in the room with 30 men. They were all billionaires. I can promise you they don't have more losses than any of us can imagine. But they learn from it. They're around a group of people who are also wealthy people who also took big L's and they learn from them. Building wealth ain't no secret. Just like losing weight is not a secret. Eat less, work out more, you're going to lose weight. The problem is we can't control our eating. The problem with wealth is spend less than you earn, invest more than you spend. So what is the, big, what is the real problem in that? We can't control our spending. That's the problem. Okay, well, Trap, I got a money issue. Okay, let's control our spending and let's do some things to generate more income. You don't have that issue. The problem that you have outside of it being a money spending problem is you put a time problem on it because now you want to get it overnight. So you got a money problem and you got a time issue. So now you start making money mistakes to try to make up for the time. And now you put yourself in a bigger hole, bigger hole. So now what you're trying to do is you're trying to build wealth. You're trying to build a castle on quicksand. That ain't gonna happen. The strongest foundation you can ever have is the knowledge and the discipline. The knowledge to know what to do, the discipline to do the right thing, even when things 
aren't laid out or when there's an opportunity for you to take a shortcut. Yep, you can get the mentors, you can do all those things, but the mentor not sleeping with you. The mentor not with you 24-7. Your decision-making, your discipline, and the habits that you create help you build wealth. It's a term I came up with is changing your financial algorithm. I love it. What are the things you do to disrupt the algorithm that you have now? You got to actively engage in what it takes to change your algorithm. The world game is for everybody who decides to participate in it. There'll be winners, there'll be losers, but there got to be players of the game. And you decide based on the decisions and the habits what part of the game you won't be on. Let's finish the year out strong, y'all. Let's finish the year out strong. She brought a Wall Street Chapman, man. Thank you for being here. Episode 68. We are here, y'all. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And listen, I just want to say this. If I'm worth watching, I'm also worth clicking that like button. We know we give y'all a game each and every week, man. And all we ask is you come and click that like button and you subscribe to the channel. You share the channel. But also you hit that little notification bell so you can get notified every time we drop something. Listen, we work real hard and we are working extremely harder to make sure we can be your go-to person when it comes to all things stock market, finance, and wealth building activities and lessons. So listen, if you're not following the Wall Street Trap on YouTube, please go follow that. If you're not totally tapped into the Wall Street Looks Like Us Now Network, please follow that. And make sure you go to all podcast platforms and download Trapping Tuesdays, Jose, myself, and everybody on the team work really hard at giving you new episodes each and every day on there. That being said, man, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I will see y'all next week. Good night.